Richard Sherman, you will not be with us on Thursday or Friday. You will be back with us on Monday. So once again, need to get you on the record this time about your beloved 49ers. At home Sunday, they're seven-point favorites over those kneecap-fighting Lions. So how many do your 49ers win by Richard Sherman? Uh, Skip, I think this is going to be a fun game early on. I think um, this offense, this Detroit Lions offense, is going to run the ball really well, uh, as they have all year. I think the San Francisco 49ers are going to have some success on the ground and through the air. Obviously, this defense has been solid against the run, but they've been horrific against the pass. They've given up 345 in the last five games uh, that Detroit has faced. And so I think they, they stick in, but this 5-0 protection, this man protection that they run with their offensive line is going to come to bite them later on in this game. I think they lose game 31-21 to the San Francisco 49ers. I think Nicholas, John, Bosa, and the D-line get hot late uh, and, and cause some problems for Jared Goff. You do realize you don't play mm. football no more, right? I, I, I just watch it, and I tell you what no, I see. You don't, you, don't, you don't play no more, man. I just analyze it. Um, <laughs> you know, as, as much as I am going to probably pick the 49ers, I'm not going to rule out a possible upset. Because no. when you look at this football team in San Francisco, whatever it is, whatever it means, I have no idea. But when they are missing at any point in time in a game, Debo Samuel, they're a different offense. Whatever that means. I have no idea what that means, but they look different. Mm -hmm. And we don't know the status of him as of right now. I'm sure he probably will play. They, they, you know, they got something yeah. that'll take care of that and make the it nice. And they got something that'll numb that right on up and get him out there, but he probably won't be 100%. They have struggled, the Lions, in the secondary. They've struggled in the secondary. They've given up the goods in the passing game and all those things. But their front seven comes to bear. And if they could muster up just enough to get Brock Purdy off his spot based on some of the things that we saw Green Bay was able to do and get him off his spot, then maybe you're talking about something different. I mean, that's just it. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey is still there. Trent Williams and, and Kettle and Ayuk and all those guys are there. But if the quarterback is on his back, and you know that Aaron Glenn is going to bring pressure. Mm -hmm. He's going to bring that pressure, especially from the weak side. And when that happens and Brock Purdy, they don't pick that up, then you're talking about a different game. I'm not going to give it all away to score or nothing yet because I am here on Friday. But yep. I wouldn't be – I just wouldn't be shocked if Detroit walked in there and ran the football down San Francisco's throat because they just saw Green Bay and Aaron Jones make hay at times running the football. And I'm sure they could go back and look at the Cleveland games and some of those other games where they ran the teams ran the football pretty well on San Francisco's defense. So I don't know, Richard, man. I know you you're gonna stick by the Seahawks, the Niners, and the Bucks, but you may you may want to rethink it just a little bit. I'm okay. So Keyshawn, am I am I hearing you you're leaning Detroit here? What is that like? um, Detroit? Dinner bet? Let's stop, man, with that dinner. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm conflicted. Because I got two really good friends that coach for Detroit. And the defensive coordinator and Aaron Glenn is like one of my better friends that I've yeah. been around and with and, and deal with in the NFL. And I want him to have the success so he could go on and run his own team. 
So I'm kind of, and I got an ex-teammate that won a Super Bowl with me and John Lynch. And I like San yep. Francisco as a whole, so I'm stuck. I'll let you know on Friday. I'll, I'll, I'll sleep on it. Okay. So here were my emotions lie on this one. Just the way Richard has loved ridiculing me about my Cowboys well, that's being easy. annihilated and, and humiliated by the Green Bay Packers. I would love for Detroit to go in there and <laughs> stick it to the 49ers. I would love it beyond love. It, it would salvage my whole year if that could happen. But I am here to tell you, I, the harder I look at this, the more I see mismatch. The harder I, the, the, the harder I look, the, the more I see Cinderella turning back into pumpkins here. That, that Detroit is going to go in there, and I just, as we went to break, came into this topic, I, I called them that they could be turned back into sacrificial lambs, these lions. I, I, I don't see how Detroit can stop San Francisco unless Brock Purdy turns back into a pumpkin, unless he just goes haywire, and he does have that haywire gene, and Richard doesn't like to hear about this, but he is capable of throwing four interceptions against Baltimore because I saw it. And he did go on that jag, that three-game losing streak, and started throwing it to the other team. Unless that happens, but the weather is supposed to be clear and beautiful. So there's no wet ball problem here. There's, there's no issue that Brock's going to be facing. And to Richard's point, Pro Football Focus ranks Detroit's pass defense 29th in the league. 29th? And... Pro Football Focus grades San Francisco's offense number one in the league. And I'll, I'll buy that, especially mm -hmm. when Brock is Brock and he's in sync and in rhythm. They are very difficult to stop. So I, I just see them going up and down the field. And what, Keyshawn, what's your favorite phrase? Boat race? Yeah, I, I don't know what. Yeah, I, I know what boat race means. I don't know where it came from because boat races could be close, too. But some, somehow we use boat race as a wipeout, right? Like it's it's a blowout. Well, right? I mean, Skip, the, another factor in this game is Detroit's offensive line, who have, who have been some of the best it's, in football this year, is banged up. They, they may be without yeah. their Pro Bowl guard, uh, Jonah Jackson. Uh, they their, yeah. their right tackle is banged up with a knee sprain, ankle sprain. And they've run a protection. They've run man-to-man 5-0 protection a lot of the year where they're saying, even against Dallas, against really good pass rushers, yeah. They've run, hey, we trust you guys to stand up. We're not giving you help. We're not chipping guys. We're not giving you extras. We're going to let you guys stand up. And against the San Francisco 49ers and Javon Hargrave and, and, and Eric Armstead and Nicholas John Bolson, Chase Young and Randy Gregory and those guys, you, you just yeah. can't play the game like that. You can't sit there and no. say, hey, I'm going to one-on-one these guys all game. I'm not going to give you help. I'm not gonna, you're going to cause a long day for some of these offensive linemen. And that's where I think things can get, get kind of muddy if they don't send help, if they don't chip, if they don't double team like these other teams have done against okay. these guys. They so, can get. So, Richard, what happened when Detroit went to Baltimore? Do you remember that game? Yeah. Yeah. They, they got, they got okay. uh, run out the building. Boat raced. That's you. Yeah, they got run out the building. You got boat raced. It was 28 to nothing at halftime, it was 35 to nothing after three quarters. What happened when Green Bay found itself on Thanksgiving Day and opened up a can on Detroit at Detroit? Do you remember that? Yes, I It do. was 23 to 6 at halftime. 23 to 6 Green Bay. 
they are combustible. You can blow them up and blow them out. So to me, I think it's going to be a wipeout. And I hope I'm wrong, but I'm going to call it 35 to 14 home team. And I think I might even be conservative on that. Yeah, I, I think it could get into the 40s. I don't Ooh. know. I don't know if it's going to get that great. Game, but I think it's going to be close for a while. They're going to get some sacks and stuff in the fourth. They're going to start taking out. people out in the mid-third quarter, Skip? And, and rest, them for the, yeah. Yeah. rest them for the Super Bowl? Yeesh. Rest them for the Super yeah. Bowl. Yep. Yeah, uh-huh. That's what I got. Hey, Keyshawn, haven't you seen these, these Cinderella stories where a team gets hot? Oh, yeah. And now I'm reading in U, USA Today has got a big piece today yeah. about how they're now the new America's team. Yes. They're America's champion. They're the blue collar from Detroit. Absolutely. They're up from nowhere. I, I got it. You know, and it's Absolutely. great. And it's a good story. And you know Dan Campbell, and it's a great story. But all of a sudden, it's going to get real, real right, right before but your I've very also, eyes. But and I've also I don't think seen, they're ready for this. But I've also seen the flip side of those stories, too, where it becomes whatever the real America's team and the, the front pages of <laughs> yeah. newspaper. And then they go on and they do yeah. the unthinkable. I've also seen that when you sit there, you go, oh, my God, Jared Goff just threw for 350 in four touchdowns. It could happen. I mean, it could happen. You know, it doesn't. I'm not I'm just not ready to just cave in to San Francisco because they've been the bullies on the block for the majority of the season in the NFC. Sometimes what we see on paper is different than what's actually on the field. It's it's crazy because when it's. Baltimore, and they've been a bully on the block. You can see it, but then when San Francisco, he can't see but it. I ain't seen, it's, like it's, it's like he got goggles on But here's what I would say to you, sir. Okay, say it. I don't have goggles on. I watched Baltimore roll into San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't see San Francisco yeah. roll into Baltimore. You, you've seen San Francisco roll into everywhere and, and just about – Handle their business. You've seen them beat Dallas. You've seen them beat I Miami. Didn't see, You've seen them beat. I didn't see Baltimore go on a three-game losing streak. I saw Baltimore lose to Pittsburgh no. and Kenny Pickett. That's fine. but they didn't <laughs> saw, go, And that's a divisional team that they see every single I year. And for the most part. Kenny Pickett. But for the most part, without me having the numbers in front of me, mm-hmm. I think they split almost every single year. It's a divisional so, game. So, so, again, when that happens, it makes sense to you. But when it. When it's, <laughs> Cleveland uh, beat the Niners, man. And they beat, they beat Baltimore. That's what, but, but I'm just saying to you, it's a divisional game. There's it, a difference. It, how, they know each other. Okay. okay. They smack you. So you going to tell me Baltimore didn't smash them? No. I, I'm, I'm All saying, I'm saying is Detroit comes with a different mentality. Well, I'm, I'm saying you're saying the team with the worst defense in the playoffs they, right they, now. They, and, and I get it. By far. I get it. They're I the only it. team that, that doesn't have – out of the three or the four teams have a top five defense, Detroit has the worst. But you act like I'm, I'm sitting I'm, up here saying that Detroit going to beat the Niners. I'm just giving a case I'm just that saying. I'm not going to turn my head to just assume I, that I, San Francisco is just going to run through them like Skip just because San Francisco has been the bullies on the block. But you assume that for Baltimore going against a number two defense. No, no, I didn't, I didn't say – I didn't say – I said they would beat them. I didn't say they would boat race them. Skip said that Skip said that the 49ers is going to send Detroit back home with no luggage. That's what he said. I didn't say that. I didn't say that at all. I said that Baltimore is going to beat Kansas City, and I believe the score was 31 to 27. That's a close game. That's a that's a that's a one possession game. Right. So what are you talking about? No, I'm just saying. I always gotta correct you, man. The way you're talking about this. 
It's like you, you, you can predict an upset right here. You, you can think this is going to be an upset, but you don't because, think Patrick because Mahomes Kansas City and game, Kansas City can upset Kansas them. Kansas City is not an upset. If Kansas City upset. wins, that's not an upset. They're the road team. They're the three seed. Oh, all, God, stop. That's an upset. That's an underdog in this situation. They won the damn Super Bowl last year, son. They're not the betting favorite. And I it doesn't matter. <laughs> they won the Super Bowl last year. They're the number two seed on the road with the, with the uh, reigning MVP at the quarterback, with a Hall of Fame quarterback, a Hall of Fame tight end, a Hall of Fame coach. Come on, man. And they're the number three seed, and they're oh, going they're in seed. as the underdog yeah. in this game. Three seed. <laughs> That beat the two seed. That beat the two seed. Yeah. And could, they could have very well been the one seed if they didn't have some slip ups throughout the course of the year. Yeah, they were rough. Come on, man. You, you so try Keyshawn, to, ain't trick me. Keyshawn, just put a skip what, what I want to happen, I, I, I want the 49ers to boat race Detroit so that I, I then set up Richard again. I can bet him four more dinners that Baltimore will beat San Francisco in the Super Bowl. Uh, and I'll win all four of those dinners. Yep, you would right? be, you'd be down dinners, and I, I'd be collecting because I come back right after the Super Bowl. We're going to dinner then. So you, so if they okay. see each other mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl, you got, you'd pick in San Francisco, clearly. I mean, that's, that's yeah, clearly. you're going to pick them. Clearly. Even clearly. though we Baltimore not. did what they did to him, and I don't forecast Brock Purdy throwing four interceptions, they still balled out. Whether he threw four, two, one, they balled out. No question. I didn't, I didn't say that. But it, 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 four interceptions were the difference, and five turnovers were the difference in the ball. Did they score on all five turnovers? Yes. They, they kicked field they, goals on three of them, I think, and they might have got a touchdown on one or two. I mean, okay. they got to stop on one. All right. I got to go back and look. Okay. I'm just, you know. You and your We're going to have some teams. fun Mondays on Undisputed. We're going to have the best kind of Mondays, the worst yeah. kind for you, Skip. It's going to be like Dallas is in it. But okay. again, I, I didn't pick a team, Skip, so don't say I picked the Niners I or Ravens. 31-27, didn't you hear that? Was Ken, that was yeah. Kansas City. Kansas City-Baltimore. That was the only City. team I picked. But, Keyshawn, I think I just talked you out of your upset pick of Detroit. I think I never said it was going to be an upset. I simply you said were, you were leaning. I wouldn't be you shocked or surprised. There. I'm just not going to let y'all just act as though Detroit getting sent home without their luggage. <laughs> okay, up next, we got to talk about that other quarterback, that guy named Mahomes, off to arguably the greatest career start in sports history. But his three Super Bowls haven't exactly been Mahomes. Oh, God. We, we debate that next. No mercy, no mercy, no mercy. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life. From gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges, therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. 
Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash UndisputedPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash UndisputedPod. Your mental health journey begins here. Patrick Mahomes is off to what some argue is the greatest start to any sports career ever. Six years he started at quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs, and now he's playing in his sixth straight AFC championship game. Incredible. Yet, just for perspective, even though Mahomes has won two of his three Super Bowls, he's yet to have a signature spectacular performance in a Super Bowl. I'd give him a B for his comeback win over the 49ers featuring Richard Sherman, a D for his loss to Brady, and a B for his win last year over the Eagles in which he threw for only 182 yards. But I'm guessing Richard will tell me I'm grading Mahomes way too strictly. Go, Richard. Skip, you are grading him on a weird curve that I don't know who's at the top of because there's nobody at the top of these decisions at these grades uh, against our against us. He had some struggles early on. We held him pretty much in check all the way till seven minutes in the fourth quarter. We picked him off multiple times. Yep. And then he went on an incredible run. He started with a third and 15 to Tyreek Hill uh, that they had to have in a crucial situation with Nicholas John Bosa bearing down on him. He made a huge play and he made plays the rest of the game and went ran off 21, 26 straight points to win that game for his team. Then you talk about the Tampa Bay. I give him a B-plus for that because he started struggling and then he played well when they needed to have it. A B-plus? A B-plus. A B-plus. And then the game against the Bucs when he's missing both of his tackles. um, uh, You you got Andrew Wiley at one tackle. You got Mike Rimmers at another tackle. tackle. Um, I I mean, these guys aren't aren't playing a lot of great football right now. and they, they had just lost their starting tackles, so they had an awful game. They had an awful game. He had pressure in his face all day. He had, you know, bearing down on him. He had Shaq Barrett. He had JPP, um, Levante David, uh, Devin White had great games. We're really putting a lot of pressure on him all game. I give him a C plus because he survived the game. He threw for two touchdowns. I mean, uh, he didn't throw for touchdowns, but he threw for 270, two interceptions. He struggled. He struggled. Any quarterback would, you're yeah. missing both of your tackles. And then last year, Skip, in the Super Bowl against the Eagles, I give him an A. I give him an A, Skip. An A? An A. Okay. Okay, but you said Josh Allen threw for only 186 yards on Sunday night, and Patrick only threw for 182 what, yards. What was his QBR, they, Skip? That's your favorite stat. Can you give me, can you give me Josh? He, he was very efficient that give, day. Give me Josh's. He ran for 100. No, give me Josh's yeah. QBR, because I love you. I know, okay. I know you don't. Yeah, I, I thought it was, the, the, it, again, it's a subjective grade. It, it was way too low. It was in the 60s. Well, it, just, it was ridiculous. Well, 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 he, he took that game over. You once told me QBR is your favorite statistic, I thought. I do. But I, yeah, are you now saying while, it's I say, not? I don't get that. I'm, I'm head scratching on that one. So now you're and head scratching on, on your favorite stat okay, that you thought most accurately. Right, okay, but. but in Patrick's game, Kansas City ran for the, the, the Super Bowl game last year. Kansas City ran for 158 yards. Kansas City needed a 65-yard punt return in the fourth quarter 
to get back in control of that game by Kadarius Toney. Remember that? Yeah, but Kansas I also— City needed—yeah, remember Jalen lost the handle on a ball that he never would lose, and it got scooped and scored by Nick Bolton. So, so again, they scored a defensive touchdown. So, so, so again, I, when I'm describing, when I'm, when I'm grading the quarterback, I'm just grading his performance. I'm not grading the overall game or how the Eagles played or if, if Jalen dropped yeah. the ball or not. I don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm guarding Patrick Mahomes because that's what I was asked to do, guard, grade Patrick Mahomes' yeah, performance. Right. And based off Skip Bayless's favorite statistic, QBR, that most accurately, yeah. uh, kind of accurately, Grades a quarterback's yeah. performance based on sacks, mm-hmm. accuracy of passes, et cetera, et cetera. He had a QBR of yeah. 96.3, Skip. In most situations out of 100, 96 is an A. Yeah, and yet the one you gave him, what, a C-plus for? He had a 42 in that one, mm-hmm. the Tampa Super Bowl, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I, I, how can you even give him a C? I gave him a D because I thought he was, he was awful in that game. Because you don't have your tackles, Skip. Okay, but Tom Brady has had subpar offensive lines consistently through all these huge playoff games he's played. He just gets rid of the football. And if he had the lost at, both uh, tackles going Amendola. into the Super Bowl, Skip, I yeah. guarantee you his performance would be yeah. diminished because of it. All right, go, Keyshawn. So, what I'm going to ask you, Skip, because you're the one who posed yeah. this question. What is your. Yeah criteria for a Super Bowl winning quarterback? Like, what do you, like, what do you, when you watch the Super Bowl, what are you looking for? What do you want to see out of that quarterback? Okay. Well, uh, was it yesterday you told me that Tom Brady won his first three Super Bowls sort of as a game manager because it was the defense that took the game over? Yes. And in Tom's second Super Bowl against Carolina, which became a shootout, he threw for 354 yards and three touchdowns and was the MVP of that game. That works because Patrick's never even had a 300-yard passing game in any of his three Super Bowls. So, and so Tom has had four over 300. He's had a 400-yarder and a 500-yarder. And in the four and the five, both of those re- yeah. results were what? A win and a loss. Win and a loss. 500 was a loss. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah. So you asked about these grades. First of all, quarterbacks don't really go statistically crazy in Super Bowls. They become efficient. They don't, they don't throw for tons of yardage like they may in the regular season because the games are called differently. They just call them differently. For whatever it is, coaches get tight, whatever. They don't take the risk and the chances. And when you talk about the Niners win, Patrick Mahomes, I gave him a B. Okay, 286 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, four sacks, eight hits by them. That's okay. Gets a B. Won the Super Bowl. All right? Yeah. They did, the turnovers didn't affect them. They didn't lose the game. Now, when you slide down to the Bucks, I give him a C. He didn't have any offensive linemen. Their defense wasn't great. Tom Brady in that particular game was very efficient. 200 yards, three touchdowns, didn't turn the ball. Just nice and easy. His longest pass, I think, was a 17-yard touchdown, a one-yard touchdown, and like a three-yard touchdown. Something along those lines. I'll take that all day from Tom. We won the Super Bowl. Last year, last year, Patrick Mahomes gave him a B, a buck 82, three touchdowns, zero turnovers, zero sacks, five hits. They ran the football for about a buck 60 in that particular game. They did. 
I'll yep. take that all day long okay. and run to the bank with it. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. I'm not asking my quarterback to throw for 500 and something yards in a game. Mm -hmm. When I can get out of there, and if you look at the last 10 Super Bowls, averaging, quarterbacks averaging the last 10 Super Bowls, the average passing per, per game, 280. Patrick Mahomes in Super Bowls, 250. 30 yards off. It's pretty damn close, I would yep. think. You go to okay. passing TDs. Patrick Mahomes, I mean, average, 1.65. Patrick Mahomes, 1.67. You go to passer rating. Patrick Mahomes, 80. Average, 90. Interceptions in a game. Patrick Mahomes, one. Average, one. You look at okay. rushing yards. Patrick Mahomes, 35. Other quarterbacks, average, 15. I'll take that and win Super Bowls all day long. Meanwhile, Tom okay. Brady can pass for 500 yards and lose. But it seems like to me, yeah. you want to see Gotti's statistics to prove that this man belongs amongst the conversations as potentially okay. becoming one of, if not the top two or three quarterbacks ever played a game. And it doesn't okay, work so like that. Okay, back to your point. So, Patrick Mahomes has averaged 246 yards passing in three seasons. I'll round it up to 250. Okay, all right. Sounds better. It's 246 on the, on the nose. The point is, Tom Brady played 10 Super Bowls and won seven. So I'm going to do all 10, including the three losses. Mm -hmm. And he averaged 304 yards passing in 10 Super Bowls. That's pretty sensational. Mm -hmm. And against Richard's Legion of Boom, he threw for 328. It took overtime yeah. against Atlanta, but he threw for 466. Um, the, the Philly game, he throws for 505 and puts up 33 points, and Belichick gives up 41 to Nick Foles. So <laughs> I, I don't know how you could ask much more than that. I don't know, efficient? Will you, I, I don't will know. you stop, Skip, always going better. to that? Because Belichick shut down the Rams and they won the Super Bowl. Belichick okay, stole, a, stole the interception against yeah. Uh, Richard Sherman them and they won that. Stop, man. He, he, wa he wants, he wants to. He wants to. <laughs> he wants to do it so bad. Uh, Go okay, ahead, Skip. But, but I'm showing you that, that, look, Tom Brady had four times he went over 300, and Patrick hasn't even come close to 300 yards Skip, passing. Skip. It doesn't matter. Skip. Can I ask okay. you a question? Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Who was the MVP of those games? That's yep. Patrick won. Patrick. Okay. Patrick. He was. Okay. All right. So, so clearly. Richard. Everybody else thought yeah. he had a pretty good game. Okay, let's go back to your game against Patrick in his first Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. So let's show what happened. Late third quarter, they're down 20 to 10, mm -hmm. and Patrick throws an interception. I think we're, we can roll that now if we have it. And it was a bad idea interception. Uh, I don't know. Were, were you on the field for these? I, I, I was standing, exactly I was standing right next to the guy that intercepted it. Uh, they ran a, okay. they ran a seven right. pump curl. All right. Okay. All right. So that was yeah. the first one. Crazy. I had first and, time I and had then, okay. Seven so, pump. Watch so it. now. Seven pump with Tyreek. Okay, are we, are we showing it up. right now? I'm not even sure. Okay. Are we Bang. showing? Yep. There we go. Oh, there you are. I got it. Okay. All right, so we're showing the first one right now. They're down 20 to 10. I've never seen it. And, and I would think you, you could close this deal because he comes right off this early in the fourth quarter, and he throws another interception. If we could see the one early in the fourth quarter, he throws another interception over the middle. It's behind Tyreek. And there we go. Right? 
So, Richard, you would think you guys could close the deal. But the problem is you've got Jimmy G at quarterback. And in the fourth quarter, he goes three for 11 with an interception for a grand total of 31 yards. And it, it's on Jimmy G that you, you can't take advantage of those two interceptions. Am Skip. I right? Skip. No, it's, it's – Skip. <laughs> this game came down to a third and 15, Skip, where they ran a dagger seven with Tyreek Hill. A dagger is a 15-yard in. A seven cut is a, is a corner yeah. route yeah. for the fans. Yeah, we got um, it. And, yeah. and they were losing 20 to 10, and we have the lead, third and 15. We get pressure yeah. on him. Yeah. We drive the dig instead of – Staying high with the seven cut. Patrick puts the ball up. Tyreek catches it. The rest is history. They got the momentum. They got everything. They end up scoring on that drive. They end up getting a, a, a couple passes later on. They score on those drives. And they score and they score and they score. Skip, that's what it came down to. If, if, if 20 okay. to 10, as a number one defense, that's enough points to win that game. Okay. As I said on the third and 15, it was like Patrick threw a punt to Tyreek. He had to stop and come back and wave for a fair catch. And you, but it you can't got tell there, me Skip. Some, Why does that matter? Okay, okay, somebody completely blew a coverage on that side, Richard. Is that fair to say? Well, he just made a mistake. He made a mistake. And but but Skip, I've okay. also seen because you're saying this as if I I haven't played against uh, Thomas Patrick Edward Brady yeah, Jr. Yeah, yeah. And mm -hmm. we played against him. We lose our nickel in the first drive, but before we lose him, he intercepts Brady in the red zone in cover two, first drive of the game, and then he tears his ACL and fractures his arm, and so he's out the rest okay. of the game. And, and then things get jumbled around. They attack Therald Simon for three touchdowns the rest of the game. The rest is history. But, Skip, people throw interceptions in Super Bowls. Even the GOAT has thrown interceptions in the Super Bowl. Rich Gannon was the MVP, and he served him up like it was a platter to us. <laughs> he was the MVP that year. And he was just giving them. I covered those Raiders. I was with them all year long. What was the score? 55 to something? I can't even yeah, remember. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it wasn't pretty. Out. They got back. They got a kind of fake got back in Skip, it to make it look respectable. You, 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 this guy named Peyton Manning, who was pretty good at football, Skip, we played him in a Super Bowl, too. He threw a couple of them things, Skip. And guess I'd what? Say. It happens like that sometimes. Yeah. It, it, okay. Even the greatest of them. It okay, makes so me you. Yeah, go, go. No, I said it makes me feel like that there's just mad disrespect for Patrick Mahomes' abilities in Super Bowls when he's two and one. Right. I don't, okay, I don't. He's two and one, but I'm just saying he was very fortunate that Jimmy G wasn't able to seize the momentum that he kept handing them. Yeah. It's hard to win a Super Bowl where you're down 10 and you throw a late third quarter and an early fourth quarter interception, so, so, which is hard to do. Has, the odds are way against you. Has Tom ever been fortunate that things happen? I was literally about to say, you know, Tom was very fortunate that Willie McGinnis them slammed the Rams receivers to the ground so they couldn't get out, and the league changed the rules. Yeah, I got you. I mean, like, come on, Skip. And then, and then okay, what, what, but what's, come on, what's Keyshawn, Peyton? wait a second, wait a second. In, in that Super Bowl, 
Tom completed five straight passes on that that last ditch drive for, to set up the 49 yard field goal. But but you, you don't give, give Patrick that. Mahomes credit for a third and 15 that he had to but have. You go, you go, but you're gonna give Tom credit for four <laughs> dinks and dunks and one over the middle Richard, to put him in the field the, goal the range. Third and 15, Patrick throws a no look. He just sort of whips it up into the deep it, flat it, like it, he just throws a, up a, a no look completion. It, it got completed. Okay. It worked. Way to go. Congratulations. I thought like there eight. was a little or a lot of luck involved. So you do understand. I'll give him a B. I'll give him a B. Okay. You do understand Patrick yeah. Mahomes in six seasons as a starting quarterback in a National Football League, Skip, yeah. is on the doorsteps of going to his fourth Super Bowl mm. in mm -hmm. six seasons. Okay. Okay. Do you think before he's finished, we could see one Super Bowl in which he throws for more than 300 yards? Probably. I don't care. You know what? I don't think Skip, that's a lot to ask. I don't give a damn if they run the option <laughs> and bring Tom Osborne in to run it, and they win well, it. I, I, I like don't care. It, you know? They win the yeah. Super Bowl. Who cares if it's 300, 100, 150? Who cares? Skip. So Brady goes 10 Super Bowls and averages 304 per game. Ah, yes, because he needed 900 yards that's in two unbelievable. games. Skip, how many Super Bowl MVPs does Tom have? I think he has two, right? He, is it two? He should have one more because Deion Branch won but, one. But is it two? Is it, does he have Philadelphia. two? Is it two, Skip? Uh, see, he was Carolina. Because Patrick know, has that touch. many right now, and if he gets I one. I think Tom three. might have three. Yeah, I think it might be three. Two I, mean, I think seven. he might have three. I, I think, I did it, it's he, five? Jeez. Five. <laughs> you got five? Okay, there you yeah. Go. Well, yeah. Then, Pat, then Patrick Mahomes got some work to do. But, uh, again. Deion Branch stole one, so just remember that. Oh, oh God, I Skip. Come on. Yeah. Well, he did. Deion Branch was an important part of that Super Bowl. He was such an important part of that Super Bowl. You're unbelievable. He threw for 307 yards. The man threw for 1,000 yards in two games. Average it out, All Skip. Right. Make, make sense, as, as right. Richard would say. Make it make sense. I think. I made my case. Uh, All right, up next, we got to get back to Doc Rivers potentially coaching the Milwaukee Bucks. Can he turn them back into what everybody thought they were going to be, NBA champions? Yikes. Give it to When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure, my boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. 
So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. Okay, if in fact Doc Rivers takes over as head coach of the Giannis and Dame Bucks, the question looms, how far will they go now? Keyshawn, you first, please. You know, Skip, that's a, a fair question, right? How far? If, if Doc is the guy. I'm, I'm, if, yeah. if the crazy thing is I've said we've been here, what, an hour, two hours or whatever the come number is, and, I, and I've gotten excited about the possibility of Doc Rivers taking over for the Milwaukee Bucks. Because sure. as, I, okay. as I continue to look and I say to myself, Giannis willed his team to victory in the championship a couple years ago despite having a hyperstended knee. He came out, gave him 50. Yeah. The whole, you, you know the story. And I'm sitting there and I'm saying, Giannis is not going to allow this team to fail. And neither is Dame that came over from Portland. So I'm looking at the big three. And I'm saying to myself, they only can go up from here. They can't go down. And they got a coach, a veteran coach who knows how to coach. I understand they hadn't won since 2008 or whatever is NBA final. Okay. There's a lot of coaches that hadn't won in a while, but yeah. still can coach. And Doc Rivers is certainly one of them. Did he have mishaps along the way? Has he uh, uh, squandered opportunities in 3-1 leads and 3-2 leads in playoff series? Yes, he has. Yeah, he has. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that that's going to happen again in Milwaukee. So when you look at the Philadelphia Big Three, and you talk about when I say Maxi and Embiid along with James Harden last year, mm -hmm. they averaged 74.4 points. The Bucks this year for that big three, if you want to call it a big three, they're averaging 72. You're, you know, you talk about um, rebounds per game, 20 for both across the board. Assists per game, 18 across the board. So he's getting a very similar situation. The difference is, for me in this equation, is Giannis. I love Embiid. I love him. But it seems like Giannis is always available when Embiid wasn't always available mm -hmm. in certain mm -hmm. situations. And so I like the opportunity. It presents itself. It could present itself for Doc Rivers. If he can somehow get rid of those 3-1 hiccups, those 3-2 hiccups, because they're going to the playoffs. Me and you and, and, and Richard, I had to be the head coach, though. Y'all be my lead assistants yeah, or whatnot. We could mm -hmm. coach them to the playoffs. So imagine the yeah. experience that Doc brings and the knowledge that he may bring to this team come playoff time. And I know you, you, you say, well, the defense is the problem. Defense is the problem. Yeah, they can fix a little bit of it. You don't have to fix it all because it's all about scoring. And as long as you can stop the other team from scoring – more than you, you'll be in good shape. I, 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 I think that Doc can fix some of their ailments on defense. I, he has been historically great. His teams have been great defensively most of his career. The efficiency has been there. But could you imagine what Doc's career would have been if they had fired him halfway through his rookie year coaching? Because 
because his team was second. And it, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, give a yeah. coach a chance. Good point. My goodness. Right. But at the same time, he doesn't have a great playoff history. It's, it's, it's actually insane. His record is 16-33 and 33 in playoff series that his team has won three games, Skip. That his team has won three games. It's, That's a rough deal. Wrong. And that doesn't, that doesn't, shouldn't give you the most confidence because these are talented teams. I mean, the Clippers were a really talented team. The Sixers were a really talented team. He's coached some really talented teams, so it's not lack of talent. And offensively, they're, number, they're tied for number one in points per game with the Pacers right now. They, so it's not like they weren't getting it done no. offensively. They weren't scoring points. No. And it's not like they weren't able to beat Boston. They blew Boston out. Uh, just a couple weeks ago, when you still fired a coach, they did. They, they, they beat Boston. What, what, what did they beat them, Skip? They beat them 135 to 102. Mm-hmm. They beat them by 30, yeah. 33 points, and you fired that head coach who, who has beat the number one seed in your conference right now and beat them badly. And uh, the, the and now I just don't know how much more Doc can get out of this team than than they were already getting. Like, what, what else is he going to get that Griffin wasn't getting? You, you're going to get more defense, and then you're going to get less offense. It's not like you're going to, hey, we're going to thrive more offensively, and we're going to defense is going to go up. One is going to affect the other. Either you're going to score more points and, and, and stop less, or you're going to score less, and you're going to get more defensive stops. That's usually how it goes. So I just don't know. So why did the players want him out then? Well, sometimes you just don't get along with a guy. Sometimes you just—they got more respect for Doc for what he, because of what he's done and in the history. Why, and that's why you get over the hump because of the respect level. That's, that's why you feel a certain way because you got a coach that you respect, a veteran coach, Skip, that comes in here and he—he's talking to you different. It feels different. You align with him. You see eye to eye with him. And now you say, well, the defense is going to get slightly better. Maybe that's all they need. Maybe the offense doesn't suffer. Maybe the defense yeah. just get better, a little bit skip, and they feel better about that. Okay. I'm with Richard that I feel really sorry for Adrian Griffin. He did not get a fair shake or shot. I believe he can coach. I think they picked him because they knew he could coach, and he fell into a trap because the whole mentality got changed when they swapped Drew Holiday and his defensive mindset and his winner's intangibles for Dame. And I'm not saying Dame is not a winner. He just never won at the highest level. He is way better on offense than Drew is, obviously, though Drew would take and make big shots and big moments for the Bucs. But their, their whole defensive mindset, the tone was set by Drew. It's why they fell from fourth overall in defense a year ago to 22nd now. They are who they are and who they are not. And Doc would have to accept this is who we are and I'm going to have to work with what we're not. They're more of an offensive basketball team. As Richard pointed out, they can still score it at the highest level. They can win with their offense. Will they ever be as good as they were under Coach Bud? Because they went five straight years at or near the top defensively for five straight years. And that was their bread and butter. That was their signature. That was their mindset. When, when they walked in the door of the arena at night, they, they, they were like, we're going to lock you up and lock you down on defense. We're not going to outscore you. We're going to keep you from scoring. Now, with Dame, it's got to flip the script, and they have to just come in and outscore teams, and they're highly capable. 
Can they beat Boston? Because Drew Holiday is now a Celtic. I don't think they can. I think Boston's defensive mindset is returning what they had under Ime Udoka, obviously, before he blew himself up there and is gone. But the point is, I still don't think they're better than Boston. And yet, the one thing Doc brings, as Keyshawn can attest, he's great with superstars. He's a superstar. He's a TV star, and he's a made man. He's got his ring. He's been to two finals. And Doc has star power to him if you've been around him. He's very charismatic. And because of that, he'll be better for Dame and maybe for Giannis. Maybe they'll feel a little more comfortable, like they can trust him more in big spots and big moments than they could a first-year coach in Adrian. So I'll give him a shot, but I I, I think uh, Keyshawn's going to pick him to win it all. I'm I'm still not. I, I still think there, there's you can't, something you missing. Can't, you cannot <clears throat> speak for me, Skip. I feel like this team, and it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, just the feeling with Doc on it, the feeling, feels like his Boston teams to me. Just the feeling of it. And here's why I say that. Yeah. Because when you talk about personalities, yeah, those I guys agree. and I Paul understand. Pierce and Ray and them and, and, and KG, they aligned with Doc. Where in Los Angeles, there was a, this, you know, was a, the, Chris Paul and him didn't, you know, it was all that. Then James and Harden. Blake and Chris Paul. Blake and Chris didn't get along. Blake and Chris. Yeah. And, and so this feels different. It just feels like okay. that Giannis is going to accept the coaching. It, it, it yeah. seems like Dane will accept Middleton Lopez. They will accept the coaching yeah. where those late, uh, those Clipper teams and those 76er teams, I'll it was too that. much other stuff yeah. going on. And by the way, they it, someone just um, tweeted out that they agreed to terms to hire uh, oh, good. To hire Doc Rivers as the Doc, next good. Good for him. coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. That's it. This is going to be interesting. All right. But it's like how yes. long before they turn on him? Like, that's what I don't understand. How long before they turn yeah. on Doc? Like, once you start a pattern of turning, they turn on Bud. They turned on Griffin. They turn on Doc. Like, it, 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 once you start to get in that pattern, like, man, I'm not liking what well, he's doing. Well, Dane wasn't there with Bud. But, but that's what I'm saying. When you start to say, I'm not liking what he's doing, and we got rid of this other dude, let's, let's get rid of him, too. Like, then, with, like, it's a slippery Maybe. slope that you go down. No mercy. No mercy.